Oh man, you and I will never, ever, ever know what it's like to just have this kind of privilege. So in a blackface blow, that would shred the political chances of any less famous, less wealthy, less pretty candidate. Uh, Justin Trudeau has been revealed as somebody who, almost at the age of 30, back in 2001, did this, right? So this is the picture of him in uh, 2001. Uh, that's him there in uh, full-on blackface. Uh, this is a very, very odd thing. I mean, it's an offensive and horrible thing, of course, right? And, and it was known to be offensive and horrible back in 2001. I remember clearly there were kids getting thrown out of universities, right? That their potential academic careers, their lives disrupted, undermined, overturned, perhaps even destroyed, just because someone may have dug up a picture of them in blackface in like grade 11 or, or, or grade 12 or grade 10. And so this is when they were sort of mid-teens and so on, and it was considered to be egregious enough that you just got kicked out of university. This is more than a decade after that. This is guy's almost 30, right? This is what he's doing, right? And there's a lot that's very strange about this. So, you know, the, the giggling girls, whatever. I mean, who, who giggling women, who knows what, what that... Well, I guess we all will talk about what that means. But here's a funny thing. So this is an Arabian Nights theme, right? Now, why is he full-on sub-Saharan Nubian for an Arabian Nights. I mean, Arabs don't look like that. Arabs, uh, Arabs are, are olive-skinned. And uh, I don't, I mean, that's not, that's not even accurate. So it's offensive on many levels because that's not what Arabs look like. And it's supposed to be an Arabian Nights party. Why is he going full midnight sun blackface? I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, whatever he put on his uh, skin there, I don't know if shoe polish or the ichor that remains where his hard compassion and conscience should be, I don't know. Here's the other thing too, like look at this uh, this hand, right? This hand that's half on this woman's breasts, uh, uh, it's sort of reaching around like some tarantula of offensiveness. Uh, that's something. I mean, this woman here, look at this, I think she's Asian or whatever, but she's, she didn't put blackface on. She's she's at an Arabian, she's dressed as Princess Jasmine or whatever. So why is, why is he, why? <laughs> It doesn't even make it, it's offensive. It doesn't make any sense uh, or anything like that. So anyway, that's odd enough uh, to, to put it mildly. Now, he did come out and he gave an apology. I think it was on a plane. And he says, uh, and it's, you know, it's amazing, right? Because he knows, he knows that dangling this $600 million a year over the gaping, vacuous, prostitute more of Canadian mainstream media, that he's got them by the short and curlies, if they are old enough to have those, mentally but um so he can come out and he kind of smirks right he says oh you know it was a mistake i was it was wrong i was young uh i, I regret it uh, it was bad you know the make he referred to it as makeup makeup it's not makeup anyway and he can smirk right he can smirk why because he knows that the media is going to cover up for him because the media is terrified that if the conservatives get in next month in canada that they might cancel the $600 million that is being showered on the media from the Liberals. So, I mean, they're just completely bought and paid for. They're being dragged along like a tail after a vacuous, empty-headed, black-faced kite. And they know. They know. This is, they, you know, they either have to, to pursue the Liberals' money or they have to become honest. <laughs> One, they have the capability of, of doing. And... Uh, 
Yeah, this is uh, a terrible stuff. And again, it would fail a lesser politician, but uh, he can just smirk because he knows that the media is going to go after him. Like, it's interesting, too, because this is racist, right? But when a woman some time ago asked Justin Trudeau how the costs of all the people Justin Trudeau had invited over the border by basically saying, Canada, we're open, come on in, right? So all the people who came in, I think it was Quebec, and she said, well, how's this going to be paid for? How's this, how's it going to be this expensive? You put people up in hotels, you got to pay for their meals, their health care, dental care. I mean, it's expensive, very expensive. And she asked how this was going to be paid for. And Justin Trudeau, you know, put that narrow-eyed shark sniffing a wounded baby seal in the Arctic. And he just tore into her. Oh, it's racist. It's, it's unacceptable. This, this should not be tolerated, right? Which is a big bat signal for the press to go dox this woman, dig up her life, destroy her life, you know, as having the temerity as a citizen to ask something of the great and noble and tousle-haired leader. And they did, of course, you know, she was doxxed and, and uh, her life was turned upside down and, and possibly even ruined, right? And so it was racist for her to ask, how do you pay for this? invitation of people to break the law and just wander into Canada. How do you pay for this? She was racist. But he, you know, he was he put some makeup on. It was a mistake. It was a bit insensitive. And this is the double standards, right? We've got to stop being surprised at these double standards, right? Asking those addicted to power for consistency is like asking for integrity from a drug addict. Like a drug addict will just say whatever to get the drug. You know, if the drug addict shows up at the drug dealer's house, drug addict doesn't have any money, they'll laugh, they'll pretend to hang out, they'll, oh, you're so witty, and I mean, just all they want is the drug. They'll just say whatever to get the drug, and, and for the left in particular, the drug is power, and they'll just say whatever to get uh, to get a hold of the power. Now, this is the thing, too, like, he's going he's gonna to get away with it, right? I mean, we'll, the first thing the media does, of course, is they, they drop all of this reality I mean, they'll fuss about it, write a couple of articles about it, and then they'll drop it down the memory hole. And then what happens, of course, is if you bring it up again or you try to keep the story alive, then you're obsessed about it, you're a hater, you're living in the past, it's time to move on, there are more important issues to deal with, let's talk about the substance, blah, 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 right? That's the way the game works, right? They drop it, and if you try to keep it going, then you're just obsessive and a weirdo and a loser and all that. Whereas, of course, if it's the other way around, right? I mean, this, to me, is much worse than... Trump's uh, private and certainly coarse comment about how uh, women will let you grab them by the pussy if you're sort of rich, famous, and powerful, and so on. Because Lord knows, Harvey Weinstein disproved that entire thesis, right? But uh, this worse, right? And, and they kept the, the private conversation, which nobody ever figured out how it got leaked from NBC because nobody wanted to. But um, this is a public uh, situation. This is, uh, this is a photo at a public party and so on. And so the way it works the other way is if then you say, well, you know, the Trump comment was coarse, it was unpleasant, but, you know, it has a grain of cynical truth in it for some, uh, in some circles of society, uh, particularly some of the circles that Trump moves into in the entertainment circles. So it was crude and it was unpleasant and so on. But, you know, let's get onto the sort of bigger issues. Then if you do that and try and move on past Trump's comment, where you see then you, you hate women, uh, you don't care about sexual assault, you're a misogynist. It's just, it's great. I mean, they've, they've really got it every which way uh, they want it, or at least they did. I mean, you know, alternative media will try and keep this up, but, you know, uh, there's only a couple of sticks and there's about a thousand balloons, so it's kind of tough to keep things aloft. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's really uh, quite a, a powerful moment as well. And the other thing, too, is that uh, he's going to skate to a large degree, and I don't want to collectivize women here, but there's trends enough to, to figure it out. 
He's going to stay skate in part because the majority of voters are female. And anybody who stared into the black heart of half-demonic female sexuality in the modern world, and not traditionally and not for all women, certainly by any stretch of the imagination, and has stepped over the, you know, triple hell layer Rubicon of Fifty Shades of Grey, like, recognize that if you're a rich, pretty boy, man, you can do just about anything. Like, what's the difference between Christian Grey and a wife beater? Well, a six-pack and seven figures, right? I mean, he's not, apparently you can't beat your wife if you can play piano, do sit-ups, and you have a helicopter. I mean, it's just the way things are uh, in sort of modern female sexuality. And it's the most popular book ever written, if I or ever uh, bought. It's the most popular book and, and, and just opens the lid into female uh, sexuality where looks are important, resources are important because they signal genetic fitness in terms of looks, intellectual fitness in terms of money-making. And um, this is why it's going to skate because he's pretty and he's wealthy and then he has all of this cocky confidence that comes you know it's it's hard having confidence um if the media is going for you every which way but loose right it's fairly easy to have a confidence uh, if you've fully supported by the media and so on so i think you know it's important to see the nature of the man his vindictiveness his pettiness his his hypocrisy and so on but to me you know there's a, another story which you should definitely look into that you know, the, the, the leftists always play this guilt by association stuff, right? Well, Justin Trudeau has a, had as a roommate and as a, a, a best friend for, for many, many years, a guy who later pled guilty to child pornography charges. Um, that's, you know, that's really uh, ho- horrible, right? I mean, David Duke retweets me once and apparently we have some big relationship uh, and I'm implicated and so on. I mean, this was his roommate and his best friend voluntarily, of course, for many years. Child pornography, Uh, you you should look into that because that speaks grim volumes too.